All right. Well, thank you both for being here. It's great to uh, share the stage with two incredible uh, women and entrepreneurs, and we're going to hear a lot more about that shortly. Uh, first off, I just wanted to thank my sponsors, and I'm not talking about my spiffy M13 socks, but this jacket you guys gave me, so <laughs> nice, to, nice to rep the brand. I interviewed my sister-in-law, Paris, two years ago, LL Cool J last year. No one gave me anything, so thank you. For <laughs> You're welcome. Um, let's start with you, Christine. I think uh, you and I have known each other almost probably 10 years in some shape or form, and going back to the days when, when we were doing a little more consumer, everyone when they meet you is always trying to get you to invest, get advice, join their board. But for, for this group that might be not as familiar because it's a lot of tech folks here, could you just give a little, little background on yourself? Well, I actually started out in private equity um, straight out of university and then joined a little company called Starbucks, helping raise their uh, first three offerings with Howard Schultz and stayed there for 20 years. Um, did the you know, uh, entry into China, was my last role there, and then took over. You know, right in 2008, I seem to like to start companies or work companies in times of economic distress. Uh, so took over Lululemon in 2008 and spent my next six years there. And now uh, here at the House of Love, Respect, and Care with the wonderful Ciara and Russell. Great. Well, we'll be jumping into that. Ciara, um, you kind of need no introduction, and maybe my research is a little outdated, but I'll do a couple humble brags here. Seven albums to date, 23 million records sold. Uh, I pick and choose my favorite facts here. You were uh, inspired by Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson, who are two of my all-time faves, some of the first concerts I went to with my uh, parents, and a, uh, a Grammy Award-winning artist. So uh, that, that kind of says it all. You were, uh, you were born, it says you're in Austin, Texas. Sounds like you grew up kind of a little bit all over and eventually uh, landed in, in Georgia. I'm always fascinated by names because growing up in the 90s in the Midwest, I'm named Courtney, my brother's Carter, my sister's Hallie, and when all your best friends are named Mike, Steve, John, you get it. Um, I, Ciara and your middle name? Princess. And these are your real names, and could you just explain origin on them? These are my real names. <laughs> <laughs> Have to give love to my mom for giving me my middle name. It was a little interesting having the middle name Princess going up, but my name Sierra actually came from a fragrance bottle um, by Revlon. And um, I'm going to go backwards, actually, because this, the facts online say I'm from Austin. I was born in Fort Hood, Texas, actually, and I'm a military baby, so that's why that's where I was born. My father was in the Army. My mother was in the Air Force. And at the time of birth, my mom was trying to figure out what my name was going to be, and she had a few options, and my dad brought her the fragrance Sierra by, Re Re Sierra by Revlon, and that's how she gave me my name. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Love kind it. Of cool. and it was kind of crazy because I think that she was speaking some of my journey. She was, it was putting some of my journey into fruition because I ended up doing a deal with Revlon almost like 10 years ago. And I have my own skincare line, but we'll get to that. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. Awesome. Uh, let's jump into to, you know, why we're all here, the brand building and the house of LRNC. And, and let's start with entrepreneurship. Um, Ciara, I know a little bit, but I would love for you to share with us kind of how you started in entrepreneurship and maybe you could take it all the way back to kind of your, your initial discussion, so we say, with your, with your original record label. Yeah, so um, I've been, I'm now about to be in my 20th year since my first album called Goodies. Um, I was signed in traditional record label, I was signed to a traditional record label for almost 15 of those years. And 
you know, that was really cool, a dream come true. It was amazing to have that opportunity. But the reality is, as artists, you're putting in so much work, but if you're signed to a traditional deal, you're not reaping the benefits of your labor. You're getting a small fraction of what the system's getting. And after a while, that can be a little exhausting. And then also having to, you know, wait for others to make decisions for you is never fun. So I was always looking forward to the chapter of independence and being able to run my own record label. And that opportunity actually, actually happened for me quicker than I thought it would. So I was signed to a label, record label called Warner Music, and there was a rotating of like CEOs coming in and out. And that was exhausting too. And I was just waiting for the next person in line, hey, listen to this album, what do you think, blah, 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 can we launch it? And I had to wait again and wait again. So my last meeting, which is a very pivotal one, I met with the, lat, the CEO at that time, he was new, and I had a vision of what I wanted to do. I had this song called Level Up, and I had a video that I had shot in New Zealand, probably one of the cheapest videos I'd ever shot, but it was very special. It's not about what you spend, it's about what's on the screen and the creativity that comes through. So I was really proud of it. I sat down, played him my album, shared my vision, and I felt like he had already made up his mind before we, we had even talked. And so I walked at that meeting like, well, that didn't feel like full and like we're gonna keep going forward. And I was a little discouraged. You know, I was a little down. And then at the same time, I was up because he, didn't, he actually was feeling how I felt and didn't see the same vision that I did. So I took it upon myself to ask for my master's. And I was like, can I get my master's back? And I'm gonna go do this myself. And so I call that the chapter of independence. So I asked my master's back and he gave them to me for free. So that's how much he didn't believe. Wow. And I launched my song Level Up and now I sit here two times platinum later from that song talking to you and being on this incredible journey of independence. And it's pretty amazing, so yeah. Yeah, amazing, yeah. Thank you. Um, so maybe we can call that your first entrepreneurial venture. I don't know if you had a lemonade stand on the military base or whatever, but we'll call that your first entrepreneurial big decision. What else is it, has it spawned since yeah. before we get into LRC? That was pretty big, and I want to share the name of my company. My company is called Beauty Marks Entertainment, and I got that name from the idea of all the scars you get from the obstacles you face in life for your beauty marks. And I kind of looked at my journey to where, as I could say, I'm really grateful for my successes, but I'm also grateful for the failures and those moments and those scars. And even literally down to the stretch marks on my body from having three babies, <laughs> those are my beauty marks. Um, but yes, the chapter of independence was huge for me and ownership was very important. So I really took control. And um, I do have my skincare line, OAM Skin, and it stands for on a mission. I say I'm a woman of ambition on a mission. And in this case, I'm on a, on a mission to make skin, clinical skincare simple for all. I think when women and go into the skincare areas, you're kind of overwhelmed. And so I made it really simple. I gave you the one, two step process through the, product, through the products and it's a vitamin C baseline. And it's been so much fun going on this journey with women and really truly competing in a space in the clinical space. It's, you know, it's a lot of my peers that are in this space, but not in the clinical side and the dermatological side. So we have that aspect to us and I'm really proud of that. Um, I have my rum, 10 to 1 rum that I um, started with my, well actually my friend, my friend and partner Mark Farrell started it, but I joined him, I invested in, um, I'm a partner of his in it, and we are the number one 
We have the number one rum. We've been that for a couple of years. Now number one most awarded rum, sorry. Um, and I'm really proud of that. And he also um, is a Starbucks alum. He um, was the youngest vice president at Starbucks. And we have an incredible group that's supporting that too. So he's rocking and rolling and we're having so much fun. I just say, you know, you get to see how people really show up when you say drinks are free. Uh, <laughs> that's been awesome, you know, having fun. I've had more toast and I've had more alcohol than I've ever had in my life in the past few years. Uh, you know, while put, you know sharing the product, but it's been so much fun um, doing that. And then, um, yeah, we have other amazing things. We're going to talk about the House of LRNC and all that good stuff today. So just the chapter of ownership was really important to me. The chapter of independence was significant for me, and I'll never look back. Yeah, amazing. Well, it's great to hear about everything you're doing. And, and I, I must say, whoever does your naming and branding, I would love to talk to them. Every name you have of these things are... Love the acronyms. Um, Christine, what, I think, let's start with you before we get into LRC, last question on just kind of entrepreneurship. You've been, at, you were at some great brands, huge brands, Starbucks, Lululemon, et cetera. What the heck made you want to take the entrepreneurial plunge after being at those kind of companies? Well, you know, I think in every company I've actually been in, it's been very small. So, you know, I started with Howard at Ilgernali when revenue was $347,000 a year, and I left when it was a $7 billion company. So I built and scaled a lot of, of the different departments at Starbucks, actually, over my career there. Similarly at Lulu, I mean, it was like a, just under $200 million when I stepped in just recently, seven months um, public, and I think I had three people who worked for me who had worked in a public company before. So it was a lot of, you know, scaling, building. Um, so I've always had that purpose-led to, like, what is the future and how do you build back from the future and create a purpose-led company that I call basically the values economic chain. So I've always looked for companies that can make a difference um, in people, planet, profit, impact, as Sierra likes to say, and um, also where I can make that contribution, build teams, um, and build a business model that adds value for shareholders, because I very much believe in um, public companies and the investment model as well. Great. Are you as excited about that Starbucks olive oil coffee as I am? I'm very curious. You know, I haven't tried it, but, you know, olive oil is kind of another version of, like, butter and coffee. So, right. from a health perspective, you and I both know them. the healthy food business, too. Um, I think it does actually make a lot of sense, but we'll wait till we taste yeah. it. If it tastes good, I'm going to jump on that. <laughs> Anyways, without further ado, let's jump into LRNC. Can you just give a little background on, on how it was conceptualized and, for people who don't know, just kind of how it, how it resonates? Yeah, so the House of LRNC stands for the House of Love, Respect, and Care. And my husband, Russell, and I, we were together on a flight. Well, I'm going to go backwards. So, again, the House of LRNC stands for the House of Love, Respect, and Care. But um, Russ had actually had this amazing brand called Good Man Brand that you're rocking right now. And Russ was here last year. Yes, he was. Yes. You're looking like a good man. <laughs> uh, but Good Man Brand, he started um, almost now six years ago to date. And he had been rolling, you know, he had the number one men's brand in Nordstrom. And I think what I really love and admire about what he did and created is that he wanted to make a brand that wasn't about him. He really wanted to build, to make true quality clothing for men. And um, he calls it the mid-range game. He's like, guys can cover suits all day. They can cover athletic wear all day, but that mid-range game gets a little funky. And so he wanted to create that option and that consistency and, and space for men. So he did that and did it really well. Um, so really proud of him for that. And then Christine has been in our lives for a long time and been a great yeah. friend of his. And then she and I got together and we connected right away. Yeah. And we always talked about building a brand for women. 
And we also talked about the name Lita, which Lita stands for love is the answer. And Russ and his brilliant mind thought, you know what, I want to put something together. I want to bring the ladies together. I want to bring on Christine. He wanted to bring Christine, and we both wanted to, to come and help us bring together the vision of combining forces of he and I on the woman's. He has a men's line, I have the woman's line. And we all sat together and just brainstormed on how we could do it. And we said, let's not do it in a traditional way. While we're known as celebrities, we don't want to build a celebrity brace Based brand. We want to build brands that are true quality products and have real impact and can impact through those products. So we got together, the, the forces of the minds came together, and we created the house of LRNC. And the name LRNC came from Russ and I. We were like, if we're going to put something together here, it has to have meaning to it. What are words that mean a lot to us? And the words we were writing down, we were flying somewhere, I don't know, Idaho or somewhere, I don't know where we're going. But we put down love, respect, and care. And there was a kind of a double entendre, love, Russell, and Sierra. But it wasn't about us, that was like our signature of love. But love, respect, and care is what mattered most. So we got together, Christine came on board, being the retail legend that she is. By the way, I want to celebrate her because today is the first day of International Women's Month. So shout out to all the women and women like Christine and women in the room for yeah. being phenomenal. Well, we got together and we just talked about the vision of bringing the forces together. Russ had already been rolling and having success with Good Man Brand. And we, we put LIDA together. LIDA stands for love is the answer. And we said that us women have a powerful way of loving. And let's do it through fashion. Let's do it through our materials. Let's also have a big impact on people, low impact on the planet. Um, you know, we are a B Corp company, which we're really proud of. And, you know, the ladies worked really hard for, to make happen. Christine, Therese, I mean, the girls and the team really did a phenomenal job. And we really stick and stand by those practices. You know, we love being a sustainably based brand, and we feel like that's what the future is going to be in fashion. So we wanted to make sure that we encapsulated all of that, and also at the same time, we're impacting through fashion. So we give back as well. So we are a missions first company, and giving back is really important to us. So every time someone swipes their card to buy anything from Goodman Brand and Lita, you're also giving back and impacting so many kids all over with us through our Why Not You Foundation. So. It was just, it's just been an incredible ride. And Christine, I'll toss it over to you if there's anything more you want to share there. Yeah, could yeah. you just talk a little more about what makes it different, some of the materials? And then I'd love if you also maybe, some people might know what B Corp is, but just mention a little bit about that because I know it's really important to all of us. Yeah, well, I think I'll go back a minute. Um, I was having lunch with um, a good friend of mine, Jamie Helper. Some of you might know him from uh, Leonard Green, a longtime retail investor. And he said he was getting out. And... I asked him why, and he said, I don't know what retail looks like anymore. Um, so if I don't know what it looks like, I shouldn't be investing in it. And then he said to me, do you? So that kind of stayed in my mind. And when Russ and C came to me, I'd been thinking about this. Like, what is the state of fashion in the world today? It's the second dirtiest industry. Um, it's not one like the food industry over the last 20 years, which has you know, really gone through organic and non-GMO and raised the standards. You know, we burn piles of clothing in, um, you know, Malaysia, Nigeria, um, South America. So how do, you know, if I'm going to get back in this, I want to do it right. I want to do it in a way that changes the game. And I know from all of my years in the industry, we actually have enough on the table today um, to make huge strides in the industry. But you have to start small and mid-sized companies to really be that point of change. So when Russ and C came to me, I said, okay, but I'm only going to do this if we're going to do what I call creating the type of company the future needs now. 
So, like, how do we look at the UN Sustainability and Transparency Goals? How do we look at a B Corp? So we formed the company right from the beginning, looking at standards like we're both wearing leather from, you know, Leatherwork Standard Gold, which is the industry standard for um, humane animal treatment. Um, uh, certified leathers, and so things like responsible wool standards, looking at the textile exchange. So nothing made up, no soundbite sustainability, not saying, hey, here's vegan leather, which is really pleather from the 70s and has a lot of plastic content that's going to end up in oceans. How do we go backwards and create a type of company that truly has this positive impact? So we looked at all these independent third-party standards and we went fabric first. Um, we manufactured a lot of green and B Corp factories. B Corp is an outside third-party measurement. We got a score of 94.9, so basically 95 our first time out within 18 months of forming the company because we designed every operating system to meet those standards. So um, textiles first, textile exchange top box. I had to take uh, Russell's Goodman brand, which was great product but not sustainable. So our mandate um, for, as a company is that 70% of the clothing that we produce has to be in the textile exchanges pr um, uh, preferred fibers. And uh, so that allows us to really be, um, you know, in a very transparent way, um, a sustainable company with uh, proven facts. So, you know, that's basically, uh, we think we hit 77 for Goodman brand this year, um, uh, over 70 for Lita. We looked at reg regulations that are changing. So for California, for instance, um, just banned for, uh, fur. So we created a wonderful, amazing, sold out over the holiday season for Lita, Faux Fur Line. Um, looking forward at that, saying, how do we do this? And the big, beautiful blue coat that you can see Sierra on in line has 156 PET bottles basically made with that. Um, but beautiful jackets like that, quality leather, recycled wools, cashmeres, will be carbon neutral by the end of this year, which we're also really proud of. And now we're working on our water and um, you know, other footprints. So I guess my message in reinventing industries is that you know, it takes small changes and committed companies to work back through the supply chain to raise the bar in the industry. And that's really what we're up to um, at the House of LRNC. Um, could you just talk a little bit about, I mean, a lot of people in this room kind of have a tech focus. Um, at my company, M13, we do all consumer tech. We say, how do you, for what you're doing, how do you think about the role of, of technology? You know, I think the nice thing about starting a company today is that you can take this huge leap forward, right? And uh, so we're using things like um, flow codes from DC. When we opened our first pop-up store, um, you know, this is even before Amazon's store opened in Glendale, uh, you could shop right off of the flow codes um, in the store behind a closed window. Can you, you just can say, because I think we all know, some yeah. of us might know Tim Armstrong, but explain what yes. flow code is just really simply. So Tim Armstrong um, started a company, DTX, and he created flow codes, which instead of going like a QR code would take you to one um, open window like a menu or a website or something. What a flow code does is it takes you to an internet light landing page. So we can have our sustainability story on there. We can have you know um, uh, Sierra's videos and posts and texts and uh, we can have background of the company. We can tell somebody this is from recycled cashmere. And then we also use that um, to create guides for our wholesale partners because we're in wholesale um, e-commerce and we have pop-up stores now. Um, 
And so uh, the consumers can shop off of that. We're fully integrated already in our pop-up stores too um, with our e-commerce site. So you can't, we can keep inventory light in the stores. Uh, so you can shop online, ship to store, ship to home, um, or ship to store. So already that. And then the, what we can see is things coming in on the flow codes. And what's exciting to me about that is also changing the life of our retail um, associates who we call um, influencers and stylists and really emphasize that in the stores. We also have full circularity with repair um, and, uh, and custom um, fitting in the stores. So uh, what we can do is when people buy off that flow code to the internet, we can actually add that to a commission base for the store associates. So we can really even change um, the pay model. So I think technology allows us to create more impact and a better life. Um, and even as a small company already doing things like Imperity and um, creating our uh, consumer insights database, and we capture all the information from DTX and the flow codes. So we own that customer relationship. Over 50% of our traffic is organic. Yeah, I think that's great. And I, and I think just also transparency. I remember when I bought, you know, Patagonia is one of the gold standard years ago, and I actually traced, you know, the materials and how this came to, to be and land at my door. Um, Ciara, you've... What is the hardest thing about doing this? You've done a lot of hard things, and Christine's kind of been through this, but what has is, what is surprised you as being really hard about what you guys are trying to do and build? Um, I mean, I think when you're trying to do something new in the way that we are and, you know, kind of breaking the mold, there's always going to be challenge, right? And I think that every great thing that we've loved, all of us in this room, whether it's a person, success that they've you know, gone to that we aspire to do or someone's built a brand or created a company, every story there's been something to it that's been a little tough along the way, but it's worth it in the end. So I think, you know, just continuing on the great um, message of, you know, sharing the great message of what we're building through fashion, especially the sustainability piece, it's kind of foreign to some ears, mm -hmm. right? It's like, and you know, this new generation though I will say is amazing because I feel like they're very expressive. They want to know where things come from a little bit more than we probably did back in the days. And that's what I think is exciting and creates a lot of optimism for what we're trying to do and also gives you the hope and you know, kind of certainty that what you're doing is right. So I think more than anything, you know, it's just looking forward to going on the great mission of building quality products with a sustainable aspect, knowing that we are making a difference in the planet. That part is hard as a creative mind, I will tell you, because the creative mind in me is like, I want to do this, this, and this, and I want to build a this, I'm that, like, way, nope, that. can't use that fabric. <laughs> yes, I'm like, oh my lordy, like, come on, you know, but at the same time, it's a great challenge that I'm proud of that we're achieving, right, because I know that. Our mission from the day one was to impact with what we're doing. And I know that when I am being challenged by Christine and Therese and the team, it's for all the right reasons, right? You're really literally making a difference um, in the economy, in the world, right? Um, so I think, you know, those are some of the things that I can think of that, that are challenging. How about what is it like working with your husband? I've been business partners <laughs> with my brother for 15 years, so it's my closest analogy, but uh, just talk about that. You know, when you work with the love of your life, it is always fun, and it's a lot of work and play, um, which is a blessing. Um, you know, working with Russ, we, we have, you know what's amazing? We always talked about from day one being equally yoked. 
And he and I share a lot of the same um, passions and we're connected from the root of who we are spiritually and all of our goals and things that we want to do. We've always been aligned. So I think that's more than half the battle because if he was always thinking red and I was always thinking blue, Lord only knows, especially spending all the time that we do together, not only with our fashion house, we have our Why Not You Productions, you know, that we also have a partnership with Amazon and, you know, our foundation, the Why Not You Foundation. We have our fragrance, um, R&C fragrance. You know, we get to, we do all these things together. So when you're, spend, when you're looking at someone every day, you got to love them and it's got to be fun. So um, luckily it is all of that together. And it's so beautiful when you achieve milestones together because you really do feel like we, we're doing this. And it motivates you and you're so proud because as a family and parents, we also think about our children and our children's children. And we ultimately want to build a legacy that's going to have so much impact on their lives and this generation. So just being able to do it with everyone, but being able to do that together is really powerful and it's fun. That was beautiful. I agree. All right. Speaking of sports analogies, we're managing the shot clock. We got just over a minute left. Each of you, what is the thing you are most excited about for LRNC uh, in the next year? Um, I just, I'm excited because uh, I think the quality of the clothing, the fit, the style of it is really getting recognized. We just, uh, Forbes magazine just named our Forward 5 pocket pant the most comfortable um, work pant. Right. Um, and, you know, we've got some exciting recognition, uh, I think, coming up because of being thought leaders in the sustainability space. I have so much more I want to say, but I'm going to pass it over to you. <laughs> Thank you for managing to the shot clock. Well, yeah. you said a lot of what I would say, too. Um, just knowing that we're on track of doing something really special, and I do believe it's groundbreaking. It's showing that it is. So being able to look back and see the next milestone that we've achieved will be amazing. And creatively continuing to evolve our fashion and level up, level up and make sure we have everything, the one stop for women and for men, that's the ultimate goal with Good Man Brand and Lita. And um, I feel like we're on the right track. So yeah, looking forward to it all. All right, I like my mid-range game. Thank you both for, <laughs> for the time, we appreciate Thank it. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Courtney.